Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. I'm Katie Knight, and this week my guest is Andy Stanton. I really, really enjoyed hearing about Andy's story because he's worked so hard to get to where he is today, and it just goes to show that lots of hard work really does pay off. Andy was a marketing manager for a property firm in London and at the same time loved a good party like we all do and eventually his passion for branding and communication and for dance music led him to create his own event brand called 33 that started three years ago in London. After three years of very hard work, the brand now has its own residency at Itaca in Ibiza and is also held in many different venues in the UK. If you want to achieve something in life, Write it down on a post-it note, stick it on your wall, look at it every day, and you'll make it happen. Yeah. As long as you firmly believe that's something that you want to do and achieve in life, then you can do it. In this podcast, we talk about Andy's journey, how he came about the residency in Ibiza, the challenges he's come across when throwing parties in London and here in Ibiza, his biggest achievements yet, advice for people starting their own brand, and much more. This was such a positive chat with someone that's just so passionate about what he does. So I really hope you enjoy it, and hopefully it inspires you to also follow your dreams, believe in yourself and just work really, really hard because if you do, eventually you'll definitely get there. I hope you enjoy it. This is Andy Stanton on Can You Put Me on Guest List. Andy, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> I had to think about that one. I did. I'm all good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Finally, it's it's Friday. It's been a long week. So yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the weekend. I know you've got a big weekend coming up as well. Yeah. yeah. You're a brand. Um, so I just wanted to start off the podcast. I kind of start it off each, each episode with a bit of an introduction of where you're from. Yeah. Um, what you do. Yeah. Um, and and then we'll talk about the rest after. So just kind of give us a little bit of an introduction first. Lovely. So my name's Andy. I'm from London. Mm-hmm. I'm a raver. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also an event owner. I run a brand called 33. Um, been running it for about three years now. Okay. Started off uh, our journey in London on a little boat party. And now three years in, we're now throwing uh, some big events in Ibiza. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. So, yeah. so when was your first contact with dance music or with dance music it's actually funny you say that. i was talking about this the other day and i think the first ever time i went to a, a dance music event like a rave was about eight or nine years ago okay and it was actually at egg yeah in london, london. Um, somewhere that i've been a lot over the last few years because um, it's very close to my home back at home uh, in london um but i had a big break in between that i ended up getting into a different type of music like r&b and stuff okay. like that i was one of them one of them guys on the tables and the oh, bottles. A bit of R&B. Yeah, it likes yeah. to mix it up once in a while. Yeah. And then when I was doing my MA in London, um, one of my good friends from Canada, who's been into the house scene for a very long time, took me to back into the scene again. So I went to Ministry of Sound to see Charmy, to Charmy. Uh-huh. And that's got me, uh, got me and all the boys back into it again. And then we would literally go out every weekend. We'd always go to the R&B nights. But we'd always end up at egg until eight in the morning, <laughs> literally leaving the clubs in our shirts with the sun shining. I was like, <laughs> we love this so much. So yeah, that's how we got back into the house scene, really. So what, at this time when you were getting back into it and you were going out, yeah. obviously you weren't working in the industry. You no. hadn't, what were you doing? I was a... So I, 
was a marketing manager for a property firm in London. Okay. Yeah, so I'd been studying marketing throughout university. That's where my passion for branding and communication came from. I started off in the insurance side of property and then that further developed into a managerial role for a vacant property specialist in London. Uh So I was, yeah, very much leading the marketing team there. I uh, built the whole brand for that company and yeah, and I was doing that but still going raving every weekend, <laughs> struggling on the Monday in a yeah, 9 to oh 5. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so when did you start um, the brand then? Like when, how did it all come about? So I was quite fortunate when I worked at um, the property company I was at, I was actually in the desk next to my best friend who we used to go out partying with every weekend. Oh, it sounded like you had a great time. It was a good time too, and it would literally be sitting there every day talking about what next? events, yeah, literally, <laughs> what events we're going to next. Um, I think me and Mike, who's my business partner now for 33, um, we always wanted to start our own company. Mm-hmm. We always had these ideas and all these chats and we're like, we need to do something for ourselves one day. And uh, our boss used to speak about these parties that he used to throw on boats. And he kind of gave us an idea that why don't we just throw a, a party one day? We, we go to these events every weekend. You know, when you go to the same events and you see the same people yeah. and you build up such a network in the scene that we thought, you know what, we've got to do this, throw a party. We know enough people, uh, let's give it a go. And that's kind of where it all come from. It was very spontaneous. So um, the, f- the first boat event, was that in London? It was in London on the Thames, yeah. Yeah, who did you have play in? Uh, so we had um, a good friend of mine called Azad, who was someone that I went to college with. And I always used to remember seeing him drop little videos on Facebook and Instagram of him DJing at the after party. So I was like, <laughs> he's the only DJ that I knew at the time. Um, he wasn't, he had never even played out before. So it was actually one of his first ever, probably his first ever gig actually. Oh, cool. And we had um, another artist there who's also our residence today as well called Late Replies, who you met the other day. Yes, I did, at, at very DCT. nice, yeah. yeah good lads. Um, so as I'd actually had introduced me to these guys who were also starting to DJ at the time, I think they've only played one or two gigs out before. So he introduced me to the boys and I went and met them that weekend um, at Studio 338 at Elro and literally got on with them so well. I was like, boys, you've got to come and play for our boat party next week. I don't even know you, but come and, come and play. And that was it. But at this point, obviously, it wasn't 33. It was just a, an event. No, it was. Oh, it yeah, was from was. that first one, it was 33. Yeah. And then um, and then what happened next? How did your next event come around? Um, so, yes, yeah, so obviously, the first one was on the boat, and we thought it was, it was a really good idea for our first party to do something quite different, because not a lot of the people had had um, been on a boat party before. It was even yeah. like, I think it was my first ever boat party as well. So we wanted to do something which was quite different. Um, I get so dizzy on boat parties. I do it. <laughs> raving, I, dancing raving, around, dancing swaying up and down. And I'm like, oh no, I don't think I've been on one for quite a while now. I really like the idea of it, but it just doesn't, I just can't. <laughs> I'm always under, like, just feeling so ill. I'm always that one, the one that sits in the, the one corner. one in the corner, <laughs> dropping a seasickness tablet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, yeah, so what happened next? Uh, so we thought, yeah, we've got to get ourselves into a venue now. Um, so we were looking for somewhere quite a small capacity, quite intimate, that we thought like, we could bring all of our guests to and thought, okay, let's, go. Let's, get, um, let's get something going there. So we found a little venue in Camden and we thought, let's, let's go out of a bang, let's really try and press the scene, let's try and do something different. So we approached the headliner and we actually approached a good friend of ours at the time, still is GW Harrison, oh, yeah. one of the abode residents. And um, I just remember quite a funny story. We actually approached their agency and because we were quite a new brand, they were like, look, he's thriving at the moment. I don't feel like he suits yeah. 
a new party at the moment because but, but me and Mike had been following him for so long at Abode and all the events he, he was actually so good to us he actually told his agency do you know what I'm, these boys have supported me so much Oh, that's so for them, sweet. which was really nice of him and then yeah so we had him as a special guest that done really well and yeah we ended up selling out that party yeah amazing like 200 people which was really amazing. good so yeah and then tell me how then you got here to Ibiza. So ever since first ever came to Ibiza, I was at seven years ago, we literally fell in love with the place. So me and all the boys, like, we've got to live here. We've got to throw parties here, it's the dream. So um, three years ago when we threw our first ever party on the island, the way, the way that came about was me and Mike found some cheap flights in, in May time, just when the season had started, like when you when they did like the Ushuai opening party for yeah. ants, like early May, we're like, let's find some 100 quid return flights, come out here and chat to every venue possible. So we was literally walking through San Antonio and we saw Itaca, which is one of the beach clubs on the front. Um, we walked in there and we just approached the owner and we was like, we throw a party in London, this is who we are and we'd love to maybe one day get a little date in here. And he admired us approaching him and he said, you know what? We've got a date in August, which oh. is around our first birthday time, and he let us come over. So we ended up flying all the residents over. We had about 100 of our friends come over to support us that day, and we did a day party in San Juan, just a one-off, but it was so special to us to be able to throw Amazing. an event in such a place which is It's so nice admired. that there's people like that in the industry that do yeah. just give opportunities like that as well, because like, the, the owner could have easily have just been like, no, like we've already got everything Definitely. booked. And that's yeah. like, you, you need people like that in this industry, otherwise it would always just... What was that? Oh, what was <laughs> we're that? just outside, sat around the pool. It was one of them floaties. From, from Elro. The Elro floatie. <laughs> Did it hit me in the head? Because I felt it. Did it hit you on the head? No, but I felt a wind. I thought someone <laughs> blew the back of my head. Um, so, yes, it's nice that there are, there are people like that that yeah. do give these kind of opportunities. Definitely. So you did one there. Done one there. And then you're doing it it's the same place tomorrow? Yes. So, yeah, the second year, which was last year, we done um, three or four parties and a boat party in Ibiza. Um, I'm going to try yeah. and get you on one day. <laughs> and, yeah, this year we've um, got six parties in Ithaca. We've already done two. Tomorrow is our third one, so the halfway point, and we've got a massive... Special guest come in. Oh, I know who it is. You know who it is. <laughs> well, by the time this podcast is out, you've already done the event, so you can... So I can say it is, yeah, obviously. It's, it's Mason Collective, yeah. who are someone that we admire at the moment. The way the things that they're doing in the scene is amazing. They've kind of taken that fashionable route, which a lot of DJs and artists are. Like, you've got, yeah. like, the Loco Dices and the, the Bros and Peggy. Yeah. They're all, like, fashion icons, aren't they? Yeah, I think definitely. They're three boys that we've looked at. I've watched for about a couple of years now. See them flourish in the scene. Started as promoters as well, and now they're... Obviously, yeah, just doing yeah. amazing bits in the scene at the moment. So, yeah, it's good to have them boys on board oh, with us. Yeah. So, I would love to know why it's called 33. Why it's called 33? Yeah. Do you want to know? I do want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why. Well, I still want to know why it's called 33. I don't know either. <laughs> so, um, have you ever seen, like, numbers constantly appear in your life? Like, you know, a lot yes. of people see 11, 11. 11. Do you see 11? All that? the time. All the time. It happened to me this morning. Did it? Yep. So, so many people say this to me. Like when, yeah, no, all, all the time it happens to me. Yeah, are you and you are you quite a spiritual person? Would you say I am? But I've I've read so many different theories about it, so I'm kind of just like I don't really know. You don't really know. But do you know what? I go through like times like there'll be times it happens to me loads, yeah. and then it won't happen to me for like quite a few months. And it's only been the last couple of weeks where stuff like this keeps happening to me. And it's not only numbers. I keep thinking about people or things, yeah. and then it happens. But like literally, like. 
20 or 30 minutes after. That's the law of attraction working its magic. No, it's crazy. Yeah. So Maybe I'm a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I started to think I was Jesus. Literally. <laughs> well, Jesus was resurrected at 33, so there's a lot of weird things with this number. But um, So I started seeing the number 33 maybe like six years ago I, when I went to uni. And I just, it was just like, this is weird. And I didn't understand it at all. I just f- forgot about it. And I, then I start, told one of my friends and then he started seeing it all the time. And then I told Mike, or I'm 33, and then he started seeing it all the time. I was like, this is weird now. Really? And then I started to do research on it and I started to understand that it's a very spiritual number, has a lot of meaning. And also a lot of other people have the same thing with the number. I think they say it's an angel number. Oh, really? And it's an angel showing you constant signs that you're going in the right direction in life, etc. Oh, I like et that. Yeah, it's so nice. there is a lot of... It's comforting. Of, it is, yeah. And we're, we're obviously trying to embed that a lot into the brand. So yeah, it is called that because of that reason, because I kept seeing it, but it's actually really developed into something special because with the 33 brand, people have a lot of connections with that number in the world in general. And then the way we market ourselves, um, and we constantly say we always see the number 33 is actually kind of triggered into everyone else now. So we're constantly getting tags on social media like, oh, I keep seeing 33 all the oh, time. Oh, that's cool. So, that's so it's, cool. yeah, it's really helping us just spread the, spread the brand message across to Three everyone. is actually my favorite number. It's my is lucky it? number. Just a three, but Just then three. if I ever had to like choose any other two-digit number, I would always say 33. There you go. It's meant to be this, isn't it? I know, it? it is. I love it. It's great. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the 33 residents. Not that there's 33 residents. The residents <laughs> 33. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got three residents, uh, late replies, 91. Another two numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I love numbers, as you can tell. I love them. And Carter. Um, all really good friends of ours. We're literally like one big family because they've all been with us from the start. Um, so yeah, late replies are the ones that I said that I played that boat party. So I had originally met them just through a friend and now they've just developed into just two of my brothers. They're really nice. energetic, positive lads doing amazing productions at the moment. Just hit number one mm-hmm. on Beatport for their EP with Under No Illusion oh, at well which is yeah, which is an amazing achievement for them. So we're so buzzing for them. Uh, the 91 boys, Kwame and Martin, they're coming out tomorrow night for the gig. Um, yeah, again, really good friends of ours. Had actually met them a few weeks after we started 33. I saw them play in Egg again. <laughs> and yeah, they just dropped so much good music and I saw their vibe and their character when they was on stage and I was like, perfect. And there was, and because of the number thing as well, I was like, <laughs> kind of suits what we're doing. And again, Carter was, yeah, a friend of a friend through work. And me and Mike went to see him once um, playing his in our friend's uh, gaff and we just like, yeah, amazing music, perfect. And this was, we didn't really have a good understanding of music back then when we chose them, but we just felt that kind of gut it's feeling that they were perfect yeah. for us, yeah. yeah. You need to be playing, doing an event at Studio 338. I know, we do. That's one of the long-term <laughs> goals. That is it, 33 at 338. Yeah, that sounds weird. I'm going to set that vision right now. It's on my vision board, actually, 338. Is it? It is, yeah. I've got a vision board of all like, the dream venues that we want to throw parties in. Yeah. So. so are you managing the boys as well, then? I am, yeah. So how are you finding, obviously, um, developing and growing a brand and at the same time managing three artists? Yeah, it does take a lot of time and dedication, but just a lot of organisation is, is what's needed. I'm I'm quite fortunate enough that I've got a really good team uh, behind 33. Um, so I've got Mike who kind of has fallen into the role of all the design work for us. So he does all the branding and all the marketing and runs all the social media pages, etc. We've also recently brought in another person for the team called Jack. Shout outs to Jack. Hey, hi Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he builds all our websites and all of our app developments and stuff Wicked. for us. And I've kind of fallen into the role 
um, of kind of looking after the guests and the artists. So I've kind of, yeah. Because that was actually one of to. my question, because you said before that you actually come from a marketing background. Yeah. And I was going to say how obviously that has been a huge help of all the knowledge that you do have of marketing, of yeah. growing a brand as well. Definitely. No? Yeah, for sure. I think putting both of our heads together, me and Mike, of when we built the brand, we've, yeah, we've really come up with a core messaging, a core message, sorry, of the 33 brand, how we want to portray ourselves, And I think ultimately we've now realized that 33 is us because yeah. we love it so much and the way we, we kind of portray uh, what we want it to be and how we want everyone to kind of feel when they come to our party is really pushed out for all of our channels now. So I think everyone that is a part of the team does understand that, yeah. that messaging is being pushed out everywhere. But yeah, as time has gone on and kind of looked at our key strengths, I think we've all fallen into our own little job roles job now. Roles. So yeah, so I've definitely always been kind of out and about and always chit chattering, can't, can't shut me up. <laughs> love going out and meeting people, it's literally yeah. my passion. And um, oh, I you love- have to, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Realize it's such a big part of this industry now. You have, if you're not at DC 10 on a Wednesday, yeah. and you might miss up an opportunity to meet someone. Um, yeah, I remember when I started um, seeing my boyfriend and he, all the time I was like, oh, you just want to stay in? And he was like, it's part of my job. Like, it's not, I just want to party all the time. I actually yeah. have to go to these places and sure. stay out and stay till the end. And it is, it's such a huge part of, of this industry and, and like contacts and networking and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I never really realized it until I moved out here and then I thought, you know what, I've met so many amazing people and a lot of our opportunities have come from from meeting key people in the scene, so yeah. yeah. And I, I've made so many amazing good friends from it as well. I think well, I don't really know anyone that doesn't go raving or to parties anymore, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So how have you found, because obviously, um, <coughs> There are so many brands, there are so many parties, so yeah. many events, especially in London and more here in Ibiza. Yeah. Um, what do you think have been like the biggest challenges for you um, when building uh, 33 and yeah. growing, growing the brand? I think you, yeah, what you just said with London, especially there is so many parties. There's what you, you look on Resident Advisor on the weekend and what event do you go to, which one do you wanna, how do you differentiate yourself from everyone else? So we've always um, had a challenge of how do we get people to our party for sure. Um, but who doesn't love a challenge, eh? Yeah, it's been, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, I just, I believe that anything that you really want in life, you have to face challenges. And it's yeah, something that we've always wanted to, uh, to achieve. So um, to face that, we've constantly ensured that our social media channels are putting out the best content. We're really differentiating ourselves with the artists that we book. Um, and always we, we've got a kind of USP where we always try and pick a venue which no one's ever been to before. Uh, I think everyone's always in awe when they go to somewhere new, don't you, say, don't you think? so? If you That's to like, a really good idea, yeah. yeah so we've always, especially in London, we've always tried to find spaces that we think, okay, do you know what? I know a lot of people that have never been to this venue before. Let's throw a party there. Let's bring the 33 brand to there. And, um, yeah, people love going to doing something new, don't they? So yeah, yeah that's been a. And how have you found it here in Ibiza? Because obviously this is like a high season now, and there's so many parties going on every single day. Yeah. How have you found? Um, obviously, there's a, a lot of competition for you. How have you found that and dealing yeah. with that? Yeah, you come to Ibiza and there's a party on every day, I every think you, night. It is like every hour of the day there's something happening. Yeah, like literally. You, could, you could just party for 24 hours for six months. 100%. Yeah. It's, there's nowhere else like it in the world. So obviously this is where we want to be. It's always been our, our passion and um, our goal to have a residency in Ibiza. Um, but yeah, it has been a big challenge, but the way we've kind of tried to counteract any of that is we've stuck with the same uh, venue for the last three years. I think if you look at all the biggest parties, people 
uh, in the industry, especially out here, they all they all have a home, don't they? Yeah. So Paradise is obviously at DC10. Yeah. See Music was at Amnesia, and everyone know that obviously now they've moved to Pasha um, and all the other parties as well. So obviously we've tried to keep a little home so people recognise 33. Yeah. Uh, so the home that we're at at the moment. I think one thing that we've done, which I think has really helped us, is we've done free parties. Ever free. Since, yeah. So they're all free to come in. I think that's allowed us to have. Uh, the opportunity of not only the footfall for people to come into the party and kind of capture them on the spot, but also they might not have ever seen us before and we're competing with some of the biggest parties in the world. So if someone doesn't have to potentially stick 60 euros down on a ticket, uh, they can come through to us and have a good night and we might capture them in the future for when we obviously come back next year or if we capture them in their hometown back in in the UK or somewhere else in Europe, yeah. I do think actually what you said is just really interesting about um, parties on the island having their own home because it's yeah. true you kind of associate the parties also <laughs> with the club don't Definitely. you um and i think that's nice because it kind of makes a brand into one so i yeah. could I, it was very like, as you just said it was very strange when musicom was amnesia and then it moved to passion it yeah. was like it's not the same it's not, it's home, just anymore, not no. home anymore and to be honest i haven't even i haven't i haven't been have you not no i haven't checked out and i have heard really good things about it but i do think it's it, it can be quite confusing for people because people just do associate well okay dc yeah. i could never imagine paradise Anywhere, anywhere else, else than DC10, no, could for sure. you? No. So I think that's a good move, actually. Maybe, and yeah. it's and it's it's quite interesting to see that you said that in London it's quite cool to do it in different venues every yeah. time because people want to try something different. Whereas here, it's like you kind of just stick to one spot. For sure. So I never really thought of that. Before. Yeah, a lot of people have said to me, Andy, find a home in London, find a home. But there's, I've never had somewhere I thought this needs to be our home, yeah. and I've constantly been looking for it. Of course, you do have people like look how well Abode have done in London. They're pretty much the most established biggest bands in the UK now and they had 338 yeah. and they were doing it constantly and people obviously associated them with that and it just helped them grow but um, especially when you're an upcoming brand and you're trying to find somewhere it is very difficult and you've got some venues which do utilise like the 93 Easts in, in London and stuff as their home but I kind of wanted to find somewhere which no one else had used and it's yeah, London there isn't that many venues in London anymore which uh, which suit our, our party so I thought it was only recently actually thought of this as well, about six months ago, and I was like, actually, let me kind of look at the biggest in- the biggest events in the industry, like you said, Paradise and Musicon, et cetera, and I was like, wait, they've all got homes in Ibiza, but then they do events in London, they do events in Europe, around exactly. the world, so I thought, do you know what, let's find a home here, yeah. build up the home mm-hmm. here, it's the, party island. it's the party island, it's the hub, and then as we build up here, then it allows us to throw parties globally, because I don't want to just be a London brand, I want to throw 33 across the world, and the good thing about, I feel like, with our brand is because it's a number 33 it's so universal as well it's un- yeah. understandable wherever you are in the world so have you found that anybody uh, and the only reason i say this is because obviously i work at the radio station and yeah. when it comes to us um recording like any adverts and jingles and stuff <laughs> um, sometimes we do it in english and sometimes we do it in spanish so has anybody ever come over to you and said 33 they haven't but i've said it to people before <laughs> so, yeah i need to learn it in every language yeah. definitely i was thinking one day when we do throw parties everywhere in the world we do a little instagram and write what 33 means in that language, how to pronounce it, sorry, in that language. It's a really cool idea. Yeah. I like that. So what are your, obviously one of your biggest goals was having a residency here in Ibiza. What other yeah. goals do you have for the brand? So yeah, so the residency in Ibiza is obviously, is the main goal for us. I think this is whatever, what we've always wanted since day one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got some other massive goals, uh, obviously in London, the Tobacco Docks print works, the 338s. Uh, would love to f- be a part of all the big major festivals in the world, yeah. the BPMs, the um, even the hideouts and like 
um, yeah, just all the, all the festivals that people go to across the world. But actually, my ultimate goal is to throw 33 on the moon. Oh, cool. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be it's really just, And the reason I say it is because, yeah, the goals are just constantly growing. We can't, I, have, I have the short-term goals, the long-term goals, and then just and then that the major ultimate. one. They're just ultimate. just keeps us yeah, trying to build the brand. So what is coming up over the next few months until the end of the year? So we've got, obviously, tomorrow, and then we've got three more parties in Ibiza. And then we've got the closing party at the end of September. Then we're going to head back into London. Yeah. Um, we've had the summer off in London. Um, but then we're going to throw a party around Halloween time in Shoreditch, a venue called Rolling Stock, which is really cool. Very cool underground venue under nice little arches. And they've oh, got like, cool. a really good function one sound system there. So it's very intimate, very, very ravey, very dark. And then we, uh, we do a little concept at the end of each year, uh, which we're doing again in December, on December the 28th, which is called 33 Invites. Okay. And we allow our residents to pick a DJ to come and back to back with them for two hours. Who oh, they've never done cool. it before, which is quite a cool concept. So it allows- Sorry, did you say you've started this already? Or yes. So and how does it go? How did it go? Uh, so we've done it last Christmas and yeah, so yeah, amazing. It was so good. And like we do a little reveal on the social media channel. So we do like little silhouettes and we like late replies have invited this little silhouette and it allows everyone to try and guess who they've invited down. And then nice. I think this year we might even not tell anyone beforehand. So you'll find out who they've invited on the night, which would be a nice little surprise as well. Oh, that's cool. When so, you yeah. started the brand, did you ever think that you would be where you are at now? Definitely not. No? No, not at all. I think when I first started, I never knew that I'd be living out in Ibiza, throwing parties out here and whatever we've been doing. But I think as time has gone on and as I've realised in life that when you set goals, you really work hard to achieve them, then anything is possible. So I'm Definitely. very confident now and in the direction we're going to go in, constantly ticking off all the things that we're, we want to achieve. And I feel, yeah, it's all Confident. going in the right direction. What do you think's the biggest thing you've learned so far on this journey? Ooh. That's quite a pertinent question on that, that is, spot, isn't that it? Is a, that <laughs> is a big one. Um, I think, yeah, it kind of just reverts back to what I was saying. I think yeah. if you want to achieve something in life, write it down on a post-it note, stick it on your wall, look at it every day, and you'll make it happen. Yeah. As long as you firmly believe that's something that you want to do and achieve in life, then you can do it. Because I feel like I'm doing it every day. I've got a little list on my phone uh, with all my goals throughout the year. And I've realized that as long as I work hard, I'll find a way to achieve it. So yeah, yeah definitely. I love that. No, that's, 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 it's really, that's really good actually. Would you have any advice for anybody that is also just starting out and do, like throwing their own parties or anything like that? Yeah, so yeah, definitely do it. I think if you want to get into the scene, get out there, um, find a, create, try and create a brand which is really meaningful to yourself. Um, and the main bit of advice is just get out there and meet people and talk and, and share your brand with people. And remember that you are your brand, you're portraying your event that you're putting out there. So, and I think you just got to try and think of something different as well. What can you do, which is unique? Because again, there is a lot of events in this scene. Um, and yeah, why are they going to come to your party? It's something yeah. that you really need to think about. So yeah. So what would you say have been your biggest achievements so far since you started? So there's one big achievement that I kind of thought from day one that I've always wanted to do was throw a party at obviously some of the biggest iconic clubs in the world. And January this year, we got approached by Fabric. I personally think is one of the best clubs in the world, obviously one of the most iconic clubs in the world. And they approached us to, to throw a party. And it was actually going to be in room two that night. And <laughs> one of the main headliners 
I couldn't make it into the country. They had a visa problem. Yes. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, got messaged the day before and they're like, we're going we're to have to change the gig. And I was actually really scared. I was like, wait, change it to what? And they were like, oh, we're just going to move 33 into room one. And I was like, wait, you're going to move us into room one in fabric? <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> thank you. So, so um, two of the residents, like uh, 91 and Carter got to back to back for an hour and a half to close room one fabric. We had an amazing lineup with like Della Swing, Cotero. Oh, wow. Uh, Nasa Baker, so it was amazing. So I was so proud. I was in that booth looking. It's like a spaceship in there and you're just looking and I was like, how have we done this? I was yeah. so happy. That literally was like my... Yeah, my favourite moment so far in the journey. So, Do you think yeah. that's sometimes it's them moments where you just stop and you think it was all worth it in the Definitely. end? Like them that really that at the beginning must be like yeah. so hard to build something and it gets to that point you're like this is why I'm doing it right. <laughs> I can't even stop smiling thinking about it now. Aww. It was yeah. literally a movie moment and me and all the boys just licked after we all huddled and we hugged. We were like what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> that's so amazing, good. amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. And just to finish off, obviously the podcast is called Can You Put Me on Guest List? And I ask everyone if they could give a guest list rule. A guest list rule. Yes. yes. What would yours be? What would my guest list rule be? I've got quite a few, but <laughs> what would my main one be? I'm going to say, don't ask the promoter to put you on guest list an hour before the party. <laughs> it's a <laughs> very a good, good one? one, yeah. Does that happen a lot? All day, every day, <laughs> every day. Oh yeah, that's the main one for me. Nice. Well, listen, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this chat. It's really nice to talk to somebody that is like just working so, so hard and yeah. you've you've obviously grown so quickly in the, in the last three years. So yeah. congratulations on that and, and just keep doing what you're doing. And yeah, I'm excited for you guys and just to see what, what's gonna happen next. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Katie. Thank you. Have a nice weekend. <laughs>